We are coming up to one of my favorite times of year. Not just fall because the temperature goes down, but Halloween. I love Halloween. Something about the adrenaline rush of being scared or the fun of scaring others with silly outfits or scary stories is so fun for me. Also, who doesn't love a good ghost story? There are so many out there, both locally, nationally, and internationally. Creepy legends and lore that have existed for thousands, hundreds, and many years. Sometimes these stories are fun and harmless, but some of the stories have a much darker side. So we're going to explore these local legends and discover the truth behind the ghosts and ghouls that haunt just not homes, but the ones that haunt our minds. I feel like that's how I need to like. Is that the X Files music? Is that the X Files or Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone. Yeah, I think you're right. It's yeah. Twilight Zone. You're yeah, right. I feel like that's what I needed to do. But that is timely, Scott. Sorry, it's I ruined that. October. That's okay. October. <laughs> Spirit Halloween is open. That's been open for a while. Yeah, it's true. It's open like in August. Or Which is crazy. Is it really? Yeah. yeah, it really is. I used to work there. Trust me, I know. He was. We can we talk opened, about that some, Scott. We opened. The <laughs> We literally opened the first week of August. Let's tell some Spirit Halloween stories. So oh my gosh. You've I worked there for a couple years. Crazy stories. Let's get into that because everybody likes Halloween. Well, yeah. not everybody. That's that's not true. That's some true. people really like Halloween. But everyone loves a good story. It's fun. And I, then once again, I like Halloween. I'm not obsessed with the I don't right. have like I have a black cat. But really, she's more gray, and like I don't have like skulls and stuff all over my house. Or Some anything people get like that. really into Halloween. They really do. That's right. But at the Spirit Halloween store, you saw all kinds of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have one that comes to mind in your experience. I do. Well, you know, there's lots of experiences that you have. One of my favorites is uh, this guy. So we had a, a Michael Myers replica at the front, which really was just like you know, like a cheap plastic mask, and then it was a mannequin that had on like. You know, the the coveralls yep. with a plastic knife in his hand. Complete, I mean, whole thing, probably 20 bucks. But we've, it's Charlotte Gomez, who owned the store at the time. It was her personal thing, her and Steve's. She had it for years. He had a name. It was like, I don't know, John or something really? like that. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't Michael, but, you know, it was something like that. And this guy comes in, and he goes, I want the mask off that mannequin. He said, I'll give you $200 for that mask. Now, wow. regardless, this is like... You know, generic two dollars worth of that whatever that material is, you know. So and Charlotte's like, sorry, you know, we've had it for years. We're not giving away. He said, I will give you four hundred dollars for that mask. Said I need that mask. Charlotte's like, I'm sorry, no. So he goes to the store. He ends up buying some other stuff. So when he gets up to the cash register. Um, I had a badge that said general manager. I was not the actual general manager. I just want to point that out. I just put that on my badge because people left me alone. Um, and Charlotte let me do it. So, hey. hey. But uh, So he comes up to me and he sees that and he said, I want to buy that mask. And I said, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. He pointed me, pointed right in my finger, excuse me. He put, put his, his finger, finger right in my face and said, call the police. I'm taking that mannequin what? No, yeah. he didn't. Yes, he did. Did he take it? He was so mad that he couldn't buy that mask. And I said, that's not a good idea, man. And he walked out and tried to grab it, but it's it's zip-tied and glued to that, and he couldn't get it, and he took <laughs> off. But he, that's like... 
people <laughs> are crazy. And I was like, he said, "Catch me if you can." <laughs> yeah, which, which my I, what I wish I would have replied with is there's this amazing website called uh, Amazon.com. Did you not have any other kinds in the store? No, no, that's a very popular mask. Michael Myers is a very popular so it mask. Sold out. It was sold out uh, in the store. Okay, but still, Amazon has them. HalloweenSpiritStores.com has them. Like, there's this wonderful thing called the internet, people, that you can get stuff, and if it's Amazon or other websites, you can get it delivered next day. It's amazing. But he wanted it so bad, he literally... Lost his mind. And he, like, go to jail over that. That's crazy. And then, oh, yeah, oh, I met, uh, so for those of you that have lived in Shreveport, like me, for all your life, there is the psychic that is downtown... That's right. I remember this story. She came Across to the store. Across from Blind Tiger? Yeah, she Street. came. I've always wanted to know. I've never, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't believe in psychics or any of that stuff, but I've always wanted to go there because that place has literally been around for as long as I've been alive, 38 years. So she came to the store with her daughters and her mom. So I was like, I forget how it came up, but, but she's exactly... She came and told you your future. <laughs> yeah, but she's exactly what you think she would be. I picture Miss Cleo. Well, no, she's not Miss Cleo, okay. but she was this frail, white, you know, lady, Eastern European. She had an accent. Like a gypsy? Yeah, like I don't know if she was faking it, but she was like, yes, I have this story. But her mom was the original psychic, and now she took it over. But she had the accent and everything. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I like she came in really late, so she was the last customer, and I was just talking to her the whole time. I bet I was super excited. It was like meeting a celebrity. <laughs> Maybe I was a little too excited. Sure, but I just make like, how do they stay in business? Who goes and does that? I, I agree. I did ask her because it was during COVID, and yep. I said, How are you doing during COVID? She goes, Not good, <laughs> but I saw it coming. Yeah, <laughs> but you would think like she should have bought Bitcoin. Yeah, really. Although, they use her powers. Yeah. Mm. I hear Bitcoin's failing, then that's it's something not failing, like that. But that's not this or that, Scott. So Spirit Halloween Store, this is the other thing that always blows my mind. How much money would people spend in the Spirit Halloween Store buying Halloween stuff on average? Oh, hundreds to you thousands. We would, I'd have a customer come in and would drop $4,000. Jordan Phillips. No. But more than once. Four. Oh, I believe it. Dollars. Well, Halloween stuff's kind of expensive. And and Charlotte's gonna kill me, but it ain't it ain't well made. She's not even there anymore. Oh, yeah. well, everybody knows that. But it's for yeah. a temporary thing. Like but, four thousand dollars is a yeah, half but a you car. can use it over and over again. <laughs> you can't. It won't last that long. I'm telling you right now. Those animatronics, bro. We got Halloween stuff in the attic. I'm talking about the animatronics specifically, <laughs> that, that the super expensive stuff that people buy. Oh, the reason yeah. why they come back and buy it because it won't last a year. I believe it. Yeah, like, like literally. That is the most offensive part yeah. to me of all well, this. Well, and once again, because I'm working the cash register, like, and then this is when it gets sad. Like, I have a lady. She's got a, a three-year-old. She swipes her card. She's buying an outfit for her daughter. Sure. Swipes her card, decline. Hands me another card, decline. Calls the bank. Got no money. She finds another card. Swipes it, buys that costume, and I'm going paying twenty eight percent interest. <laughs> what what I'm card. saying is, is like, hey, maybe food is a little more important than that costume, or make one, be a ghost with a sheet. Yeah, like maybe instead of spending twenty eight <laughs> bucks <laughs> on that on that costume, maybe buy some Fruit Loops. 
Oh man, Scott, we yeah. don't need to get into that. But, but I mean, that is just no, a, it is it's shocking crazy. how much money yeah, people it is, spend. And it, you know, like I mean, I guess people probably spend more on Christmas decorations and stuff. But still, though, it's like Hobby Lobby be getting people. Yeah, You're it's right. just it's really crazy. And you know, you can sit here and say, but it's Halloween. But you know, people spend. Who knows how much on Christmas? Who knows? Yeah, that would be a fun fact to look up sometime. The who's know. To do that. But this is Halloween time, Scott. Mm-hmm. This is spooky stuff, and we're all this many minutes spooky. in already, and we're talking about Seven Deadly Sins, the series we're doing mm. at church right now. Yes. And so it inspired us to talk about ghost stories, lore, yes. uh, lore. the supernatural lore, L-O-R-E. Oh, I was thinking lore. Folklore. De- uh, the the singer Lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a separate podcast out of that sometime. That'd Disappointed in her new album, but not a, not as great. No, I'm sorry, that's okay. So I have Scott. listened to Donda though. By the way, I listened to it yesterday. Yeah, it's different. It is different. Yep. Jordan making a face. Yeah, that's the new Jordan's Kanye West face. album. Yeah, oh. yeah. I saw some people posting about. You're getting that. old. Yeah. You need to be culturally. Yeah, the relevant. first one, the first song, the chant, <laughs> Donda, Donda, Donda. I'm like. How long did that take? You? That poor producer was like, "Oh, Scott, you yes. buy Chick Fil A. Oh, mm. you're number one. What story mm. you got? <laughs> Jordan's ready to get to the point. Oh, this is a different gosh. kind of format. If you like it, let us know. We're if just a little more shooting the breeze. No, we don't yeah. want to hear from you. We still have not heard from anybody in Oregon, as far <laughs> as I know. <laughs> we haven't heard from anybody. Period. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to us, Evan. That you're listening. You hear us. Yeah, but talk we want to hear from you. That's right. If you anything. Anything. Tell us anything. Mark Perkins texts me every week. Shout out well, to Mark. Okay, Thank yeah, you, Mark. Mark does. A few people reach out. I'd say nobody, but well, there's a lot of people that listen. There are. There's people in other countries. We want to know. We want to know you. This Tell you. us Stop your what name. you're doing. Yeah. We're talking to you right now. Give us your name, your address, your social security <laughs> number. I'm kidding. Don't, don't give us. Please don't give us all that. <laughs> I feel guilty. But Scott, yes. you have another spooky story I today. Do. And we talked about it last week. Yes. It's the... Caddo Courthouse. I was going to say the haunted Caddo Courthouse, and I got hung up. The haunted Courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the Caddo Courthouse. Hold on. I need to get some That's right. That's right. Well, the Caddo Courthouse is very interesting. It's on Texas Street, downtown Freeport. If anybody's out of town, they don't know what it is. Yep. It's been around since 1928. It's actually designed by a pretty prominent architect. Edward F. Neild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, if you didn't know... <laughs> well, but, I mean, he designed... Some people uh, might. He, did, he actually did uh, redid the White House. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. He's cool. a local architect that was world-renowned. He was hired to uh, redo the, the renovation of the White House. He also built uh, Harry Truman's presidential library. Wow. Yeah, so he was kind of well-known. He actually had cool. a... Uh, in Shreveport, he had a beautiful residence that uh, is now all apartment complexes. Go Shreveport. <laughs> um, but, like, had these beautiful gardens that actually they would take pictures of, and it was all over was magazines. He yeah, he was born and raised here, okay. yeah. But he built this beautiful home with these gardens that was immaculate and stuff, and, and like, it was world-renowned. People would come from all over to look at it and get designs. Like, they used it... Uh, over in England for some rural gardens and stuff. It was pretty. He was very well known. Huh. And we put apartment complexes over that beautiful <laughs> garden. So there you go. But anyway, so he designed the yes. Cato Courthouse. So he did in 1928. So it's ha- got some interesting history. Didn't know this till I was doing the research. Did you know, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> All right. Local municipalities okay. carried out their own death penalty. No. Yeah. 
So your your parish seat, which yeah. I don't, I can't speak because I didn't do the research. I can't speak if this was nationwide. Okay, but Louisiana is a different here, set of laws. Here in Louisiana, they're like, hey, you convict somebody of murder, you just take care of them yourself. <laughs> so literally on the eighth, the eighth floor of the courthouse, there were gallows. Really, they would hang people and then inside, inside had gallows. You'd pull things. You acted it out. Nobody else could see that. (laughs) (laughs) They had jail cells. So they had, of course, every courthouse has jail cells. So the normal jail cells were at the bottom, Mm -hmm. but the the, um, death row was at the very top. So they had jail cells and gallows. So then when the gallows kind of got out of fancy, they put an electric chair on the eighth floor. On the no, so they so they they kept the eighth floor. They closed off the eighth floor because why? I don't know. I guess, ooh, gallows. And then they put the electric chair on the seventh floor. So and people, another murder floor. <laughs> yeah. What are those floors now? So they're offices. Oh. According to what I've read, you really can't tell much anymore. The eighth floor is completely closed off, but supposedly there's still some remnants of the jail cells and of the gallows that you could see. The hole is still there. It's plugged, but you can see the hole where it used to. But literally... Yeah, and they executed... How'd you like uh, your cubicle to be on top of where people were hung? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to... I have the paper in front of me. I can't remember how many people they executed. And it, they executed like 10, 12 people wow. over the years. Before H- it changed. Hung them? Inside. No, no, they hung eight, and then the others, the other ones were electrocuted. Really? Until they said... Until the state came in and was like, all right, we'll, hey, we'll take care of it. let's put that down. <laughs> yeah. So if you got connections at the courthouse, let us know, because we want to see yes. that. If yes. If you work in it, yeah. Please. Yes. If you... I would love to get up there, personally. That's just me. I'll You're actually up. go on that trip. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> but also, did you know, this is interesting, courthouse is not owned by the city. No. The building itself is not owned by the city. I think you touched on this before. Yeah. It's owned by the Daughters of the Confederacy. They pay for the maintenance of it. So the building itself isn't even owned by the city. All the maintenance of everything of the outside, the facade, and everything is the Daughters of the Confederacy. Really? Yep. There you go. I so, did. I know. That's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. So are all city buildings? No. It's just that one. It's rare. It's very yeah. rare for a city building not to be owned by the city. Right. Yeah, so they take care of all that. Also, of course, the coroner's office used to be there. So, and it was one of the first buildings to ever have refrigeration for the bodies. Wonder why? Yeah. So there you go. So there's a little bit of a hauntings there. So people say there's ghosts. Yes, there is. There's obviously killed there. One of them (laughs) would be a killer. A killer. Uh, Yeah. So let's. His he was known as the Butterfly Man. So during the Great Depression, you know, people looked for jobs. Times were tough. tough. So the butterfly man, also known as Daniel Bryan or Bunce Napey. Napey? Nappy? Last name was N-A-P-I-E. Nappy? Nappy? Yeah. Anyway, he's from Georgia. So he was known as a butterfly man because the way he made a living is, is he would take plastic or metal bottles, trash, and he would make butterflies of it and would sell it to people door to door. Well, old Bruce, Bruce, uh, <laughs> sorry, or or Buncey Bunce. I'm sorry, his name was not Bruce. Daniel, old Daniel, old Danny. So he he came from Georgia, hyped on a train, hyped on a train, hopped on a train from Georgia to Shreveport, 
And uh, so he, he's like selling this stuff, and he sees a young woman of the ripe old age of 16. And I won't go into any more details, but basically, uh, unfortunately, uh, he killed her. And so they created a, a mob to find this guy. They found him and arrested him. Well, come to find out, old Daniel is a bit of a serial killer. Oh. Yeah, he killed a few people in Georgia and also here. That's the whole reason why I hopped on the train. He had to get out of Georgia. It's getting a little heat out there, you know. He, they were kind of figuring it out. So he gets here, arrested here, and uh, they charge him here, have his court here, and hung him on the seventh floor. Inside the building. Yeah, yeah, hung him. And so now they say that he is one of the ghosts that haunts. Yeah, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah, they so they found him, and literally, like back then, you did not want to get charged with something like that. <laughs> right. Because his whole, the whole process from time of him getting convicted to death was two months. Wow. Yep. They picked his trial, had the jury, everything, literally, boom. Because they were boom. in control of it. They don't yeah. have to get anybody else's yeah, approval. Yeah, they don't have to get anybody else's approval. Yep, that dude was gone. But I mean, they had overwhelming evidence. Like, yeah, yeah they, they, you know, like he had a little makeshift camp. Yeah, they, he had a makeshift camp. All the evidence was there of, you know, so I was one again, right there by the Shreveport Convention Center. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to go into any great detail because I read about it and it's pretty rough. Pretty graphic. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. So, the Butterfly Man haunts the Yeah, so the Butterfly house. Man haunts the Cattle Courthouse. Also, another man that is set uh, as a sheriff's deputy. Who was the longest running employee? No, I'm sorry, not the sheriff's deputy. I'm sorry, the coroner. Oh yeah, yeah, the coroner. He worked. Let's see if here I can find it. I got paperwork. Hold no on, hold on. Being a coroner though, let's just talk about that for a minute, Jordan. Yeah, Which dude. oh, I have an opportunity. Yeah, I have an opportunity. To be fun a fact: to be a deputy coroner, maybe. Why? What? Yeah. How? Yeah, it's uh, basically a friend of a friend. Uh, I might have an opportunity. I don't know. We'll see. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, I don't know if it is. <laughs> it would be part time, but yeah. So basically, I would do coroner investigations, and I would do uh, I would be in court as well. Can you imagine that? Me in court? No. Yeah, John. Mm. John and them were making fun of me. Yeah, but it's an opportunity. I don't know if I'll take it, even sure. if it's handed to me. But it was interesting. It just kind of came about, and yeah. So they're part time. But did you know? Fun fact: there are only two people that work for the coroner's office full time. In Shreveport, Bossier? In Bossier. For the whole parish of, for Bossier. the entire parish of Bossier. Okay. Or Bossier Parish. You have the coroner, and you have one deputy coroner that's full-time. Everybody else is part-time. Really? Yep. I mean, I guess you just need it when people die. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I and would not want to be a coroner. I think it'd be interesting. We'll find yeah. out if you get that job. Anyway, so the so the Cattle Parish coroner, let's see here, he's one of the ones. So he worked from... 1916 to 1961. Dang. Then came back in 73 and worked to 76. Dang. And he died in 1991. So if he started working in 1916, he said? Yep. So he probably had to be at least 18 then. Yeah, his name was Dr. Willis Butler. So he was probably born in the 1800s, so he lived to be almost 100. Yep. Yikes. I mean, he worked 1916 to 61 as a coroner. Imagine all the stuff he saw. But they say that he still comes to work every day. Yeah, there's lots of of evidence where he, you know, like in the 
I guess in the area that used to be the corners, which I now I think is like secretary's office or whatever, doors closing and like like he's not malicious or anything. He's just coming to work going, Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Clocking in. Or actually be like, Hey guys. What a boring ghost. <laughs> Like, your ghost is you have to go to work reminds me of like those ghosts on Harry Potter. Uh, they're like, oh, we need to go talk to somebody dead. Yeah. And they yep, just, they're yeah. just in the painting. Yes. They're yeah. not hostile. They're just there. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the fourth floor, there is not so much, uh, not, oh my gosh, mm. not such a nice ghost. Uh, that would be courthouse engineer W.J. Fulton. Mm. He uh, got shot. In the courthouse? In the courthouse on the fourth floor. Doing what? He, was, he- uh, was fired. By his supervisor? Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He wasn't fired. He was a supervisor. He fired a guy by the name of Clyde Toon. Toon showed up and killed him on the job. Wow. Shot him in the head. Yikes. Yep. On the fourth floor. Like, in the middle of the day. Like, he was working, and Toon took his life. And so, apparently, he's kind of upset about that. I would be, too. Yeah, just trying so to do your that's job. That's some of the that's some of the history. A lot that's of a lot history. of ghosts in that building. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, a lot of the history is not good. Like <laughs> ghost report. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. By the way, Butterfly Man was uh, died in 1932. So he was hung from the eighth floor. The eighth. Floor. Yep. Like like they literally like working gallows. Like they didn't just throw them off the side. Right. No, like, yeah. like <laughs> Thank you. Working gallows. <laughs> There's a hole. Yeah. Yep. That is wild. Another fun fact, this is not so much ghostly, but kind of cool. At the corners, if you look at the top, which you really can't see it unless you had a bird's eye view, there's Indian heads in the top that like marble Indian heads that are hand carved. A friend of mine's grandfather made those heads and put his family's initials in the back of every one of those heads. And then, so, and he has pictures of this where they're just in the back. They're not big. I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, the size of the room. They're not, they're, I mean, they're They're kind of big. They're like, yeah, they're like about the size of a bowling ball. Yeah. Yeah. But each one has a family member. It's like as a little homage to the family. It was just part of what Fields wanted. So, and he was, uh, he was a carver. Like like Caddo Indians? Yeah. It's part of the Caddo Indian history. So it's, and each one was specific and, this guy's grandfather was a like a sculptor, a local sculptor who did marble and woods carvings and stuff. And so Fields commissioned him to make those Indian faces. And so, yeah. And if you go up into the Slattery building, which is another haunted building, supposedly, here in Shreveport, you can actually, if you go to the 13th floor, it's right next to Lucky the courthouse. 13th. There yeah. is an actual 13th floor? There is an actual 13th floor. It's one of the few buildings in the U.S. that has a 13th floor. I was going to say, you're normally on the 13th floor. You just yeah. don't know it. Yeah, they skip it because 13 is predominantly yeah, like a bad or an unlucky number. Uh, but yeah, so also fun fact about the Slattery building, it was built, I don't know, like 1920-something, but the buttons are heat-sensitive. You don't have to press it. You can hold your finger in front of it, and it lights up. Why? I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> really. Yeah. That seems very advanced. It right? was very advanced for like time. sci-fi. Well, yeah. I take it back to, like, mini-discs. If you remember, if you're my age, I if you remember, remember mini-discs. Mini-disc. Chip thought, Mitchell invested in mini-discs. Yeah, that was going to be, they thought that was going to be the new thing. Well, and then all of a sudden MP3s came out and totally trumped it. But there for like a minute, it was like, and I think probably the same thing happened. They're like, hey, this heat technology is going to be the next thing. We need to put it in this elevator. Buttons are so 1920. Yeah. <laughs> but really, though, yeah, you just hold your finger in front of it, and it, it takes Radiance. your heat off your finger. That's cool. Weird. Yeah. Yep, I've been to the 13th floor in the Slattery building. Mm. I've walked around. 
It was just a regular four. Yeah. Looks like nobody had been up there <laughs> since about 1970. Pretty dated. But I will that say... That corner was working there. Yeah, I will say that I did have an odd occurrence. Oh, tell us. So when I went into it, it was right before the building closed. The building is permanently closed now. The building's actually for sale. It's been for sale for a really long time. There's nobody in the building anymore occupied mm-hmm. any of the floors. But the time, there was just a few people left. But uh, we went to the 13th floor. We got out. <laughs> What's crazy is it was completely open. All the offices open. You could walk around. Nobody's up there to stop us. There's no security, nothing. And uh, But all of a sudden, the elevator comes up and opens and stayed open until we got on it. So, so it needed a heat source. So, so when you got on the elevator, so it we closed? get on the elevator. So we get on the elevator. We go up, get off the floor. It closes. We're walking around. Well, you know when the elevator comes up, you hear the ding. Right. So all of a sudden, no one. We're all together. Building's we're empty. a small group. There's three of us. So it's not like there's other people up there with us. All of a sudden, ding. You hear the doors open. So we look. Nothing there. Nothing there. And so the doors stayed open didn't close and so we kept walking around and kept because it's not a big area i mean you can kind of tell right door stayed open the whole time elevator did nothing and so we stepped on it didn't press anything doors closed and went to the first floor <laughs> and walked through a cold yeah. feeling as you went. No. <laughs> now i say all that to say it could very possibly be just a malfunction with the 13th floor in particular where That's it goes and fun. does that yeah I mean, it really could be. I mean, and it probably they has programmed a, it that way. Yeah, yeah, and it probably more than likely. I think those elevators, like elevators, have a default in them that go to the first floor automatically. So I say all that. You know, it's you not, can explain it away, yeah. but it's still. Yeah, it was still, but at the weird. time, it was very creepy. So there you go. But I think that's a good note, Scott, for all of this is sp- spooky supernatural things. You never really know. Yeah, and and. Also, to follow up on the spooky and supernatural, because I've been doing a lot of research on this just recently, because, you, you know, it's not, I'm into it, but, you know, I've never really given much thought to it. Yeah, not a lot of great history out there, kids. <laughs> the more you look into the it. The more you look into it, there's a reason why there might be ghosts. Their school textbooks are a little edited down. Yes, the, the seven deadly sins, there's a lot of bad stuff in this in this particular area, which I'm sure oh, a lot of areas in the countries have bad history, but yeah, it's not good. So there you go. Well, there, there you, you go. go. On a negative note. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On a negative. But hey, history is harsh. Yep. Sometimes. Not all history is bad, though. I mean, think of the coroner. He's just going to work every He's day. Just showing up. Friendly yep. ghost. Yep. There you go. Scott, thank you for researching. You're thank you for sharing a little Caddo courthouse history. You got Casper and you got Dr. Butler. Dr. Butler. If you mm-hmm. see Dr. Butler in the Caddo courthouse, <laughs> let, us, let us know. Take a picture. Help us. We want to go Tell tour. Tell him we say hi. We'll go walk around the eighth floor. Yeah. Get us in. We have somebody. Let's make that happen. Yeah. We're also working on something else fun, Scott. It's coming up in a couple weeks, potentially. So we hope to do that and do some more fun stuff for Seven Deadly Sins. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and subscribing. If you like this kind of stuff, let us know. Let Scott know. Email him, please. And if you don't, don't let us know. Scott at the TV. positivity. That's right. And we'll have another episode like this for you next week. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Backstage with the Simple Church. Give us a five-star review, even if you don't really mean it. Just yeah. help us, and it'll help people to find it. <laughs> even if you don't really mean <laughs> it. No negativity in this Even if you out. think it's like a 3.8, just give us a five. Just give us a five. Come on. Open your hearts. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Open your wallets. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>